Some celebrate us. Some vote against us. Some wish we didn't exist. We've been a controversy. We've been scapegoats. We have been survivors. But like it or not, diversity is ever-present. Resist hatred with us right now on Queer View. Thanks for joining us on Queer View. Today is a very special day. It is Thursday, October 11th, 2018, and this is National Coming Out Day. So we have a lot in store this episode. I'm your co-host Hayden, and I'm excited to be here with you today. And I'm your co-host Kate. We can't think of a better way to celebrate this occasion than featuring a couple of our own friends to share their personal coming out experiences. To see photos of our guests in our official podcast, Puppy, as well as other bonus content, follow us on Instagram at Queer View Podcast. If you want to reach out to us about the show, you can email us at queerviewpodcast at gmail.com. Now let's do the damn thing. Alright, so I'd say let's talk about this week, but we all know that this past week has been a little bit heavy. You've seen the news. I'm sure you're all very well aware. If not... uh, Please become well aware. It's very important things going on. Uh, but just for the sake of starting the show off on, on a lighter note and just catching up, I think we'd probably rather just talk about the day we've had today. Yeah, it's been a lovely day. Uh, we started out by going to brunch with our friends, um, having mimosas. I had a delicious Eggs Benedict. Uh, what'd you have again? Um, I think that the highlight of my meal was biscuits and gravy. <laughs> I'm not even sure what else was there. It, that was all that mattered to me. Waffles, biscuits, and gravy. <laughs> oh, we have this ongoing feud between Kate and myself about um, breakfast carbs. Um, Kate maintains that waffles are the best. It's clearly not true. So do not side with her or <laughs> I will block you on every um, social media account we have. <laughs> um. <laughs> Today we decided to venture out and try French toast three ways. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we, we split that amongst the table. Guys, we had... A little bit of everything. So we actually we had mimosas, coffee, ice water, or too many beverages, and it was a great situation to be in. Absolutely. Uh, we, we used the mimosas to do a toast, and we toasted to friendship and queerness, which I think is a great way to start anybody's morning. I, I wish that I could start my day like that every day. Every day, yes. Um, let's see, what else do we We bought a cute little quilt for the... Uh, podcast puppy Stella. Yes, podcast puppy Stella. Look, she's on the Instagram page. Um, go see a picture of my little baby. So the situation with Stella is this, and why I really want her to be included is that Stella is learning how to help me um, with so many things, and I want her to be a part of this too because she's so important to me. Um, Stella is training to become a service dog, um, so she's a service puppy in training, and um, she has got a great personality. She's super super cute. And you're going to hear more from her later. I actually was able to do a little interview with her, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Speaking of good things this week and Stella, she graduated from her intermediate class. So she, she gets to move on to advanced class. This is to prepare her for the good citizen um, training, um, um, which hopefully we can look forward to doing next year. We want to kind of take it slow and not overwhelm her, but... Yeah, we're super sure. excited to see her move forward. She's super, super smart. She is, but you know what? We should stop talking about her because she's looking at us. 
and I think she's getting a little cocky. So we're going to leave it right there for now, and we'll be right back with our main topic this week. Of course, what else will we discuss? We're going to talk about coming out. Stay with us. Today we are going to discuss coming out. Before we get started, we want to remind everyone listening that you should never out anyone else without their permission. Also, do not feel obligated to come out on this day or for any reason other than that you feel you are ready to do so. There's no shame if you feel like right now isn't the best time to do this. We have all had our journeys, and every journey is valid. For support with coming out, you can find resources online. However, another great option would be to seek local support groups, healthcare professionals, any local LGBTQ organizations, or someone in your life you know you can really trust. Now, having that said, are you ready to have this conversation? Yeah. All right. So for you, uh, when did you know it was the right time to come out? Oh, my story is so different than I feel like most people's are. That's all right. Um, so I maybe had a crush on um, one or two people, but it wasn't anything, you know, I never dated anyone or anything sure. like that. Never like made anything of it. No, right. just like, oh, they're good looking. So I guess then I kind of knew, like, okay, there is some attraction. Yeah. But I just kind of blew it off, like, whatever. Okay. Um, but when I met you... Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> I was... Uh, we were introduced by a mutual friend. Right, and this is before I transitioned. Yes. yes. And um, so when I... Um, when I had messaged you on back then, we used MySpace. Oh my gosh, don't tell everyone that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I messaged you on there, and then I came by your work and saw you. And uh, when I came back to the house that I was living in at the time with my roommates, I had this feeling like, oh gosh, you know, like I think this is actually gonna go there. Yeah. And so I, uh, I just told my roommates like hey, I didn't realize that, you know, this was even a thing, but I think it is. Sure. And, of course, you know, like, all of my roommates um, at the time were all within the LGBT community. So, you know. Right. And so that's how kind of, like, your identity uh, changed and shifted over time, right? Because initially you start out thinking that you're straight. Yes. And then as this, um, as these changes start happening, then at that point you identify it as bisexual? Yeah, I mean, for me, the thing was, is I never really put uh, labels on anything. Oh, that's right, yeah. I, you know, I guess technically, yes, you could have said I was bisexual. And then once me and you made a um, relationship, Mm -hmm. I got asked a lot, so so are you lesbian? And I still, at the time, was just kind of like, I mean... I never felt like it fit. No, like, I guess you could say so, but really, I, you know... And then that's what led me to pursue figuring out mm-hmm. what did work for me. Mm-hmm. And then that's, you know, kind of when the pansexual um, identity felt like it fit the most. Sure. Um, so I guess you mentioned, because um, I was going to ask next, um, who was the first person you came out to? But it was your roommate yes. right, at the time. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Very cool. Um, I think... Before we before we go forward though, so how about um how about you? When when did you kind of feel like you knew it was the right time, and who was the first person you told when it when it was that right time? It's so funny because when I when I think back on my life and I have such a hard time remembering 
um, not remembering, but I guess selecting a single instance of coming out because there was a, it felt like I just had to keep coming out, you know, in different <laughs> situations. Like first you come out to this person, and then okay, now you have to tell your family, and now you have to tell your extended family, and it's just like all this pressure on young people to just come out and continue to be put in these situations that you're really sort of nervous and frightened. Yeah, but about. can you imagine just being at a dinner table and like clinging the glass like? Okay, I'm going to tell ding, ding, ding. all of you at one time. Uh, like, also, no. Don't, <laughs> I mean, I can't that imagine. That also doesn't sound no, that awesome. Way. But, I mean, it's sort of this thing where, you know, straight people don't have to worry about this. They don't have to come out as, you know, and tell everybody their sexuality or their gender. If they're, if they're a cisgender person, they don't have to announce that. There's not this sort of onus on them to tell everybody else their most personal truths. And so, anyway, that's why it's hard for me to kind of go back and, and reach for that. But I, I think that... Um, the first time I came out, I got pushed into it. Um, I wasn't ready. And that's why I always make sure I tell everybody, like, don't do that to somebody else because it's a terrible feeling when you feel like you're not quite prepared. You don't know how you want to have this conversation Mm -hmm. and then you're left with no choice, but like you can have it now or, um, the person that you want to tell is going to find out another way, Mm -hmm. you know, or potentially I know there are people out there who, you know, their family members do find out another way before they're able to break that news themselves. And, and it just you know. makes things more complicated. Like, the whole situation just becomes very messy. Yeah, and I mean, I'm glad that even though I got pushed into it, I'm glad that I was able to do the coming out because if the person had done it for me, I think it would have felt even more like something negative to my family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They would have mm-hmm. been like, you're lying to us, which wasn't the case. I wasn't lying. Of course, I was just very afraid and that with good reason to... To let them know. So yeah, for sure. I'm not really sure I can say that I when I knew it was the right time the first time. Definitely the second time right away. As soon as I realized that this is what it means to be transgender, that fits me, I thought, shit. Yeah. <laughs> now I have to come out. Again. Again. <laughs> and, yeah. And again, it's going to be a process because yeah. you have to tell this person and then go tell this person. And... Yeah, and not know how anyone was going to take mm-hmm. it. But, you know, I was positive that this felt right and I needed to do it and I actually at the time didn't know that it's very common that there are a lot of transgender people and just a lot of people I'm sure um, in the community altogether who have had to come out more than once because the thing is our identities can change and shift over time and that's okay it you know it should be um, accepted mm-hmm. so yeah um, so who who was the person that was the hardest to come out to for me, um, I'd say it was my papa, even though it ended up not being hard at all. It's just in my mind, I thought, okay, this is going to be the hardest because if he says no, in my mind, there was no question, like, I would have fought it off. Like, just, okay, just Oh, go. so you felt like, let me get this straight. So, for lack of a better word, get this straight. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so you felt like... If you told your grandpa, who you call Papa, mm-hmm. that you, this is your identity, and he had said, that's not okay with me, then you felt like at that time that you would have just said, I'm going to try to fight against my own identity because I don't want to lose this person. Yeah, I mean. I mean, looking back, I know yeah, that that's looking not back, how you feel now. At the, at the time, yes, I thought. Because I looked up to him so much, I just thought to myself, like, okay, if he says no, I'll just go back to what I was doing before. His first question was, are you happy? I said, yes, very. Are they happy? 
yes, we're both very happy. Okay, well, then that's all that matters. It, it, it doesn't matter, you know, what gender they are or, or this, that, or the other. As long as you two are happy and you both are willing to make it work, then that's all that matters. And I couldn't have been happier yeah. because I wanted our relationship to work. Of course. And you're referring to us when we first met yes. years ago. Yes. yes. What a great reaction from Kate's papa. I, I always love when she shares this story because um, Kate's papa was such a beautiful man. And I respected him so much. And I know Kate, um, well, that was her favorite person in the world. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and though he's passed, um, I do want to just give a quick shout out to that beautiful memory and just say um, happy birthday to Papa because his birthday um, would have been this week. Then after coming out, um, and I know for you, our stories are so different because it was much later in life for you. But after coming out, was there anybody in your life that I'm not thinking of that distanced from you by chance? I was fortunate enough to have um, a very open-minded family, I think on both ends really, Mm -hmm. um, that I can honestly say no. I don't, I don't think anyone distanced from me or I had to distance from anyone myself either. Um, I will say I, I know that this is not the same scenario for everyone. Uh, Again, I was just, I was very fortunate to have. Yeah. A very open-minded well, family. that's the way that it should be. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to apologize that that's the way it went for you. I think that's a wonderful thing. I mean, yeah, it doesn't go that way for, I'd say, the majority of us. But I do think that, you know, as time goes by, we're, we're fighting to um, normalize all the vast spectrum of identities. Yes. And I think we are seeing some change. But, yeah, I, I hope someday that your a story like yours is more common. And yeah. then people say, hey... I told my dad and he just hugged me and said, that's fine. Like, that's the way that it should be. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take a quick break and hear from our official podcast puppy, and then we'll be back with more discussion. Hey, Stella, can you come here for a minute? Hey, tell everybody how excited you are for National Coming Out Day. I know, I feel the same way. Don't you feel like everybody should have the right to be who they really are? Exactly. And what would you say to all the haters out there who just can't live with it? (laughs) We're going to have to cut the curse words out in editing. But what would you have to say for the people out there who are thinking about coming out or who have just recently come out? Any advice? You're exactly right. That's why I love being your dad. Thanks, Stella. So for you, um, who would you say the hardest person was? Um, and after coming out, was there anyone that either distanced from you or that you felt you had to distance from? Okay. Um, so as far as the, the hardest person to come out to, um, again, I have to select which time, but mm-hmm. I, I will just refer to um, you know, being in my late twenties, realizing I'm transgender and needing to come out. Um, I, I know it sounds strange not to say you, cause you and I had been together for a decade at that point. Um, but I guess I just felt like whatever was meant to happen from, from telling you or from telling my, um, adult family mm-hmm. that, 
whatever was going to happen was going to happen. Yeah. And that's the way that my life story was supposed to go in my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I just was ready to deal with that. Um, when I had to tell my two oldest nephews, though, that that was so hard for me. Um, because, you know, we have many nieces and nephews. I'm super close to all of them. We don't have any kids of our own. And so we love to help with the kids when we can and mm-hmm. be there for them, whether it's extra presents for their birthday or the holidays or, you know, just giving them a pep talk if they're running into some complications. We just love being there for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it's always been with my two oldest nephews from the time they were born. I was very hands-on. And so, um, yeah, telling them was super, super hard. I remember telling them, buddies, my, my face and my voice is going to change, but my heart will never change. And I remember in that moment, I tried to hold it together, and I just teared up and lost it. And they were so sweet about it. And I thought, you know, that it was going to be something very sad for them. But they weren't sad. They were just, they were more concerned for me. Like, are you okay? And Mm -hmm. we hope we don't mess your name up. And just very thoughtful little guys. And Mm -hmm. now, I mean, it's wonderful. I still, they're still around. I actually got to hang out with my oldest nephew yesterday for a little bit. And He's just an open-hearted, sweet young man, Mm -hmm. and we got to have a great talk. We talked about identity. We talked about so many things, and he's just grown up so fast. It's wonderful. So I made it through that. I'm I'm glad I came out on the other side of of telling people. Um, As far as people distancing or me distancing from them, yeah, definitely. Um, The first time that I came out when I was younger, it really disappointed my biological father. Um... He was still kind of around, not really. Um, he never really checked in with us or anything like that. Occasionally we'd receive a call or a gift, but it was very few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, last time I saw him was after uh, someone in the family had passed. He spoke to me as normal. I didn't know how I felt about that. Um, and then shortly after that event, I, he blocked me on social media. And I thought, well, this is really weird. And I realized that he blocked me because he didn't block you at the time. Yeah. So I knew it wasn't like he just didn't have social media anymore. And it was very strange because at that event that we were at, he acted so normal. Oh, so. yeah. No, he told me, he's like, I want to be in your life. I want, you know, I was like, yeah. I was, I guess, kind of open to the idea. It was weird because we didn't have anything to go off of, really. Mm-hmm. I knew there were some similarities, you know, that we shared and certain things, traits that I got from him, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it just seemed like an abstract idea of having him around, so, um, yeah, so then after that event, he, he blocked me, and then, um, I tried to reach out, um, a couple years later, and he just basically said he just doesn't want anything to do, uh, with me, and not just me, but I think also my siblings as well, Mm -hmm. um, and so to this day, I don't think he knows even my correct name or anything about my life, and that's fine, because for me, um, that's just not something that you do to somebody. If you if you walk out, like, goodbye. Yeah. Um, and as for me distancing, absolutely, and I believe in that. I think that um, if you have to distance, distance from somebody for your own health, that's a different situation. Mm-hmm. He walked away for no reason, from what I know. Mm-hmm. But if I've had to walk away from people, it's because they've had toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, so how has coming out changed your life? Well, I have you. <laughs> um, so terrible. It's been by. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Best decision of my life. Um, finding myself. Um, 
learning more about myself. That's how, how I would say it's changed my life. Um, if I had, if I had stayed in the relationships that I was in, mm-hmm. I don't think that I would ever have learned who I really am. Uh-huh. It's brought me so much closer to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I've made so many friends um, that I don't think I ever would have made otherwise. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so again, that's another thing that has just changed my life. Yeah, I mean, once you learn to love and embrace yourself, absolutely, mm-hmm. then you're able to extend that same gratitude and care to others. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I'd say, similar for me answering the same question um I mean I don't want to get too dark but I don't I felt like at the time when I came out um as transgender that I was really at the end of my road you know what I mean I felt like very boxed in there was really nowhere else for me to go and I was really deeply deeply unhappy to see you now living your life knowing that this is really who you are it's it's incredible to see that. And I say it all the time. I have always, always loved Hayden. But now that I know Hayden and Hayden's full self, I had no idea that I could fall in love all over again. That has been really a cool aspect of coming out to Kate is that our relationship got to kind of blossom all over again. And I think that's a really cool thing anytime you're in a long-term relationship mm-hmm. um, is that you do want to keep falling in love. And for mm-hmm. me, I always say, you know, we're married, but I want to keep dating yeah. because it's just so important to keep that alive and just to go experience new things together um, and just nourish the relationship. And I feel like it, that happened when I came out. So um, I guess just to kind of tie all of this up, um, if you could go back and tell your younger self anything um, about coming out, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself, be the true you. Mm-hmm. And that you don't owe anyone an explanation for who you are. Mm-hmm. Be loving, be kind. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's situation differs. And even though you may be lucky enough to have an open-minded family, some people don't. So take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, don't hide. Don't just be you. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I think two things I would say to my younger self is um, that time is expensive and truth is a gift. And I say that um, because, you know, I lost my best friend some years ago. And the thing that um, is peaceful about when I think about him now is that he had set some major goals and was already achieving them and was living in his truth. And I think that's so cool. And um, that was a big thing for me before coming out. I remember I used to get really afraid about... um, you know my time coming and um not nobody had knowing who i really was mm-hmm. um i'd say time is expensive in that aspect that you you never really know how much of it you have left to spend right and you want to spend it the way you want to spend it mm-hmm. and i say truth is a gift um because whenever you come out to somebody um even if it's just to yourself for right now 
Um, there's a certain freedom in that and embracing that and learning to love yourself. That's a, a wonderful gift. Um, I just don't want to waste any of my gifts anymore. And mm-hmm. I think part of my gift is being trans. I really believe it's a gift to be who I am and to have the outlook that I have now. That's an awesome gift for me. So I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for you too. So we hope that these conversations um, have been useful to you. Maybe you're thinking about coming out soon, or maybe you had similar experiences. There's so much more to say on this topic, but if you want to share your experience, you can use the hashtag QueerViewPodcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Up next, our friend Natalie describes her experience as a trans woman with coming to grips with her own identity and making the changes necessary for her to live her best life. Hi, I'm Natalie Sharon. I'm a pansexual trans woman. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm an avid karaoke singer. I feel that we should have as many trans voices out there as possible, and I'm hoping to add a different perspective to this show. Well, growing up, I remember always feeling like I didn't really fit in with the boys. I always felt a pull towards the girls. I grew up in a rather conservative religion. I was shown from a very early age that there was no other options for me except for being a cisgender straight male. My earliest memory was as uh, a ring bearer at my cousin's wedding and just feeling that pull and that tug to be one of those girls, one of the girls. It never really went away, the feeling that I wanted to be one of the girls, despite trying to shove it down with religion and various relationships. Um, I even got married to try and get rid of it, but it just never went away. Feelings started to change, and my feeling of having to be a straight male changed when I let go of religion, which freed me up to actually start looking into my gender identity and sexuality. Uh, I started by searching the internet for videos that discussed gender identity and transgender topics, um, and quickly realized I needed some help. Uh, I reached out to a friend who directed me to a therapist who really helped me discover who I really am and uh, discover a lot more about my transgender identity. I finally accepted myself uh, and decided I had to have the discussion with my spouse at the time. I realized that I I not only was transgender, but I had to do something about it, and I had to transition. And at that point, I decided to start talking to friends and and family uh, about my next steps and who I was and who I was deciding to be. I basically had two reactions when I started coming out. Um, I had my friends who were very supportive, including the woman who quickly became my best friend, who took me out shopping for the first time, which was absolutely fantastic. And she helped me have the courage to go into the dressing room and try on the clothes, and just be comfortable in who I was and who I am. And I had another friend who helped me take uh, the first step of going to get my makeup done and learning about makeup and kind of further expressing and learning about myself. So, so grateful forever my entire life to these people. The best responses were obviously... Um, from these people, and they were asking me what they could do to help, um, which is absolutely the 
best response I can imagine. If somebody asks what they can do to help, it's it's just a true signal of them supporting you. Um, on the other side, my family had a much different response. Um, my dad initially said I was no longer welcome to come visit. Um, while he's retracted that, that's a hurt that never changes. And my sister, shortly after um, coming out, told me that she would never see me as anything other than who I had been portraying for most of my life. Um, it's just a real difficulty, and it really builds up barriers in relationship when that kind of response comes out that takes a very long time to uh, overcome. When I did come out, I had some really great resources. My local equality center was fantastic. Uh, my therapist was amazing. Uh, obviously, lots of YouTubers who I was looking at at the beginning and early days about trans topics. Um, one resource that was really, really beneficial to me was a book um, that, although it does have a bit of dated language, so I will put that warning out before I uh, fully recommend it, but uh, one book that really helped me was True Selves by Mildred L. Brown and Chloe Ann Roundsley. Um, it just really helped me discover who I was. And then, of course, all of my supporters, uh, including my friends and the few family members who were really helpful at the beginning and supportive at the beginning. They were just really there when I needed to talk or needed to know that I had people on my side. Uh, it's really a strange sensation when you finally accept yourself and start seeing the person you've always wanted to see in the mirror. Um, and even more so when the people outside of yourself start seeing you as who you are. It's, it's a real affirmation of who you are, and there is a euphoria that's difficult to describe. It's really not describable other than this feeling of comfort in yourself. Uh, and it was one I had never felt in my life until that point, until I started getting accepted uh, as who I was. There were still things I wanted to change, and even now still want to change, um, but the improvement was night and day. Uh, if I were to go back and tell myself anything, uh, it would be to trust what I'm thinking about myself and not try to hide from my truth. And to the listeners, very similarly, accept yourself for who you are, whatever that may be, and be patient with yourself. This is a journey we all take our own paths and our own paces and you should never feel the need to compare yourself to someone else. Don't feel the need to rush anything and if you are afraid that your current well-being is in danger, there is no shame in protecting your ability to survive and you should never let anyone make you feel guilty for your decision whether to come out or not. And for me, I quickly found out that there are two types of family um, in this world. There's your chosen family and your blood family. And for me, my chosen family was as poor, as important to me, if not more so than my biological family. When your blood family rejects you, your chosen family is one that will always be there for you. They will be there to affirm you, to help you, and to love you despite any problems that may occur. Just Having that chosen family there to support you is one of the best things I could imagine. I think all of our stories are really important to be heard. 
um, including each and every one of yours. So I would highly recommend trying to tell your story and you, cause you never know, uh, who your story will reach, who it will inspire. So when you can speak your truth and speak it loudly and everyone should know that you are brave, you are valid and you are strong. Thank you. Very wise words from Natalie. And on behalf of the show, I want to thank you so much for taking your time out to come and share your beauty and your truth with all of us. Up next, we're going to play a little game. Kate and I are each wearing a headband that's got a card on it. And the card has um, two phrases. Um, And so we have to give each other clues to try to be able to figure out what they say. Yeah, we can't say the name of the person or the thing. We can only give hints so that the other person has to guess what we're hinting at. Yeah, and I'm really horrible at this game, but we're going to go for it. (laughs) I guess um, since I'm so bad at describing what's on your card, uh, you go first. Okay, so, all right, I'll start. Um, There's two sets. The first set is uh, husband and wife. Hmm. Um, He was a previous president. Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. Yes. Okay, so this... I'm really it good was at so this game. Easy, though. I'm real good at this game, it turns <laughs> out. Um, the second one is a Justin Timberlake song. Oh, yes. Okay. I got this. It's probably gonna be Rock Your Body. No. Oh. It's it's like a set of something. Um business of men or oh, women. Suit and tie. Yes. Okay, that's fine. Hey. Second time's a charm. Alright, so the first one on yours. <laughs> Is a thing, some, okay. some thing. Um, it, it's a phrase that could be used as like a curse, and it also could be a good snack. This is why I'm bad at this oh, game. <laughs> like what? A curse or a snack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what? Oh. What is a snack that you might have? Like something and something with it that you might say instead of a curse word. Peanut butter and jelly? You would say that as a cursor? <laughs> no, oh, but... peanut butter and jelly. Really? Oh. Something that you would be like. <laughs> oh my gosh. A curse word? I don't know. I've heard people say this before. Hold on. A curse word and a snack. Yeah, I've heard people say this before instead of like saying shit. Like, they'll say other thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you want me to tell you what it is? No. Um, well, you better give me just a guessing. few seconds. Yeah. Um, does it have anything to do with cheese and crackers? Yes. That's what it is. Oh. <laughs> I've never heard anyone use cheese and crackers as a curse. Well, then how did you... Well, wait. Then how did you just guess that? Is there a mirror behind me? No. Okay. No, I, like, I, I just, just got I don't know. Yeah. You've never heard that before? Ah, oh, cheese and crackers. <laughs> no. Oh. Well, it's a thing, so you're welcome. Uh, the second set um, are people. Okay. Husband and wife. Okay. It's like a running theme, I guess. And they're royal people who no one, like, I don't, who cares, right? That they're married and, like, stuff like that. Is it the prince and princess? I mean, you have to be a little more specific. I'm not going to answer any leading questions. Princess Kate. And... Uh, I think it's Prince Charles. <laughs> no. Prince Harry? No, that's the youngest one. 
Prince. <laughs> I'm so glad that you don't care either. Uh, it's William and Kate. Oh, yeah, William. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. William, Charles. <laughs> no, just whatever. Harry, Henry. So we just wanted to play this little game as just a way to kind of break things up a little bit. Um, each week we'll try to find a way to do something a little bit fun. We want to give everyone listening a great opportunity right now to have your voice featured in a creative project. If you like to write or do any kind of art, this may be something great for you. There's a book coming out soon called Bible Belt Queers. The editor, who has previously published a compilation called Post-Traumatically Stressed Feminist, is seeking admissions for all types of creative works. Essays, poetry, drawings and paintings, collage art, photography, and more for this compilation from queer people living in or who have lived in the Bible Belt. Submit to BibleBeltQueersBook at gmail.com no later than December 1st, 2018 for consideration. I'm very excited that I will have a couple of pieces included in the book and I would love if you all would join me in sharing your thoughts. Now, this doesn't mean we are expecting any particular outlook. Be real. If you have a positive connection to religion as a queer person in the Bible Belt, say that. If not, tell us why. And we suspect there is plenty of room for gray areas since identities and religions are very complex aspects of life. Again, be sure to submit your contributions for consideration to BibleBeltQueers at gmail.com by December 1st, 2018. And we will share a pic of these details to our Instagram, just in case you didn't catch all that. Thanks for listening to Queerview. We hope you enjoyed the show and will join us each Thursday for brand new episodes. Let us get to know you. Tell us how your identity has changed your life and made you the person you are today. Email us at queerviewpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram for bonus content. If you like this show, please be sure and share this episode and give us a good review. Until next time, keep doing all that you can to fight intolerance. We'll be back next week with more.